Back for another FizzCast, I'm Matt Bonaparte. Usually I'd have Gil Gross with me, but instead today we have Joseph Duarte from the Houston Chronicle. Joseph, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on. So I feel like this this Houston team is being disrespected a little bit. Some are saying they're a weaker two-seed or that they really haven't played anybody in the regular season. But I think these guys are legit. No, you know, that that's fair. They – um. You know, this is their third straight uh, NCAA tournament under Kelvin Sampson. You know, two two years ago, they got to the Sweet 16 and and probably should have beat Kentucky to get to the Elite Eight, and they would have played Auburn, and who knows what would have happened there. And then the year before, they lose to Michigan on a buzzer beater, and that's the year that Loyola ended up making their run. So, I mean, this team could have already had a Final Four appearance uh, under Kelvin Sampson, but – yeah, it's, you know, it comes with the territory of being in the American Athletic Conference. They also, um, you alluded to the schedule and how that's played out. But, uh, you know, they use that as motivation. They're definitely not among the blue bloods of, of college basketball. But but they certainly, uh, if you look at their record the last few years, they're only um, behind Gonzaga and I believe Virginia in terms of wins. So, um, been a pretty uh, consistent, stable program the last, you know, five or six years. And you managed, or you mentioned that this isn't Kelvin Sampson's first time going to the NCAA tournament. He's a pretty legendary coach at this point. What's allowed him to have repeated success? Well, you know, it, this stops a little bit different. You know, he was at Indiana, and we all know what happened there, and then at Oklahoma. And even at Washington State, he's, he's been part of the, the major conferences. This time around, you know, he took over a program that had just been in, in complete disarray for probably – you know, 30 plus years since the five slamma jamma days of the, uh, of the eighties, Elijah and Drexler guys like that. So, you know, you're not getting the five-star type players. You're not uh, at the time, you don't have the, the facilities. So he, he really had to come in and rebuild things. He, he got everything he wanted uh, brand new state of the art facility, uh, an upgraded arena. And you're still not getting those, you know, five-star players, but what he's getting is guys that fit, uh, what he wants to do, and, and he bases everything on development. So, you know, a guy like a Fabian White or or a Quentin Grimes, for instance, who was at Kansas, uh, has come in, and once Kelvin Sampson sort of gets to mold uh, those guys into how they'll fit into this program, it works. I mean, you, you look at it, and you wonder sometimes how they pull off some of these wins, but it really has to do with of how they have set this program in motion and what they want to accomplish, and once they get the guys that they want and that, that fit, they, they put it all together. It's been really pretty amazing. Absolutely. And looking towards the personnel on this team, they're not all that big. The tallest player on the team is 6'8", yet they're third in offensive rebounding and fifth in total rebounding in the country. How do, you, how do they get the job done on the boards? That's just pure will. That's just relentless uh, energy. I mean, usually, you know, if you look at the last few years, the guards have been – the, the leading rebounders for the team, Nate Hinton, who now plays for the Dallas Mavericks, uh, had between eight and nine uh, last year. Uh, Justin Gorham, at one point this year, was close to 11 rebounds a game. Uh, he's had 19, 16, 18 in a game. He's he's a forward, so, it you know, in that sense, it, it makes a little bit more sense. But it's sort of a wherever the ball is, you go get it. They have a drill. It's called the bubble drill where – Every shot in practice is a miss because the, the goal is covered by this plastic cylinder. 
and whoever leads the the team and rebounds after a game gets to sign it. So it's like a, a competition of this this kind of go get the ball. So they're they're sort of trained to where, wherever that shot is, whatever angle comes off of, uh, they're diving on the floor, they're chasing balls, and and it's sort of as Kelvin Sampson put it, it's part of the holy trinity of the program. He he wants rebounding, defense, and taking care of the ball, and and those are stressed more than anything. Uh, that they do. Well, that drill definitely shows the genius of Sampson and his coaching staff. Uh, uh, onto a freshman, Jerron Mark has been the most impactful freshman for this team this year. Coach Kelvin Sampson said he's so confident and so pure. Sampson said, quote, when I'd get on Jermon earlier in the year, he didn't know what I was doing. That's just the kind of way he was, but there's something endearing about him because he's so honest, so honest and pure. Mm-hmm. What can you say about this freshman? Yeah, sometimes it's uh, it's good to be a little young and naive. And Samson was joking that, you know, he, this kid's from Dickinson, Texas, which is a small town outside of Houston. So he would call him Dickinson and say, son, don't you realize I'm, I'm chewing your butt out right now? I mean, do you, do you not get that? And, and the kid sort of was oblivious. And, uh, you know, that's what, what he was alluding to about how, how much of a pleasure it is to coach a kid like that. But, uh, you know, he, he just fits it. You know, Tremont Mark is probably one of the highest rated players they've had come through the program in the, in the modern recruiting era. He's certainly uh, top two probably on recruits that Sampson's brought in. And, you know, he's their future. You know, he's their, their, their next star. And, and he's probably already uh, to that point. You know, he threw up the, the buzzer beater that beat Memphis uh, to end the regular season. So he got a taste of, the, the sort of the big time then and then the other night against uh <clears throat> Rutgers you know he goes out there and it, you alluded to the rebounding you know this guy's way outside the the lane and Geo Baker from Rutgers is just not paying attention and as soon as the ball leaves the Dejan Giroux's fingers this guy's already breaking to the basket he positions himself great and just gets up there and tips the ball in so uh, you know, two moments in 14 days, you know, he's already experienced March Madness. Uh, he's one of those freshmen on this team that sort of doesn't allow the big moment to to uh, affect him. And it's uh, it's certainly going to be a bonus for them because we, we still aren't quite sure at what percentage Dejan Giroux's hip will be. So the way Traymond Mark plays, uh, he's the guy to come off the bench uh, if they need him uh, in an emergency situation. And you mentioned Dejan Giroux's injury. I'd say that's one of the bigger stories from Houston's 63-60 win over Rutgers that he played through that excruciating hit pointer. How hungry is the senior, and how does he translate that to the rest of the team? Well, he's probably, you know, he, he's the, uh, what do you call it, the, the all-you-can-eat buffet. You know, he's the guy who is is the hungriest. You know, he's he's tasted this. He was part of the team that fell short a couple of years ago. He's their emotional leader. You know, he's the he's the general on the floor, and and he's sort of come. I mean, he's really come a long way. I mean, this was a guy who was so I don't want to say spastic, but every time he got the ball a couple of years ago, you you never knew what was going to happen. He he was like a, a a train that was just running out of control. Uh, he just was sort of careless. You know, you just didn't know what you were going to get. It drove fans crazy. And the last couple of years under under Kelvin Sampson and us talking about the development earlier, he's he's really become more of a complete basketball player, great decision making, 
you know, you can count on him. If you need the 20 plus points, you can get 15 out of him. but he's also the facilitator, the distributor. He had a triple double against, uh, against the Tulane in the, in the conference tournament. Uh, this guy's come a long way and, you know, that's only half of it. You know, he's a new Orleans kid came out of a really tough neighborhood, became the first in his family to graduate college. So has overcome a lot. Um, he was smart not to go to the NBA early last year and to come back for a year and, and get some more experience. So uh, Coach Sampson will tell you that he's probably one of the favorites of, of the years that he's been at Houston to coach Dejan Giroux. And how about his relationship uh, with fellow senior Bryson Gresham? They went to the same high school, then to UMass yeah. together, then to Howard together, and now they're at Houston. How does their chemistry impact the squad? Yeah, they're 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 the package deal, and you know they sort of um, made that pack uh, at the end of their high school career, and and they told recruiters, look, if if you take me, you got to take the other one, and you don't see that a lot. I mean, most recruiters or most schools will tell you, well, you know, sorry, then you know we we just don't have the capability, but uh, UMass and then a few other schools were willing to do that. And uh, they've been able to play together. And, and when it came down to it and they were looking to transfer, Houston was, again, one of those schools that could could uh, fulfill that that desire for them to, to keep playing with each other. And you see it out there. You know, they, they call it the Crescent City Connection, but Dejan will drive the lane. And just without even knowing, uh, Bryson will, will set up for the, the alley-oop. And they, do, they just – they have that, you know, sort of mind-reading – capability of each other for playing so long but it, it's been fun to watch it, it's it's an interesting dynamic uh Dejan is obviously the the more visible player of the two but what Bryson Gresham has done for for Houston from an inside you know rim protector defensive you know style uh part of the game you know he, he's been as as valuable so uh, they joke about maybe they'll play together at the next level. You know, if they both go overseas, who knows? We might see them together in in Spain or or Japan, China or somewhere. But you know, they're they're pretty inseparable, uh, and and they plan to stay like that. And we really can't talk about this Houston team without talking about Quentin Grimes. As you knew, transferred from Kansas after his freshman year, and has become a star for the Cougars. What kind of leadership does he bring to this team? You know, it it, it was interesting because you know he came in as this guy who was at Kansas. I mean, you're, you usually don't leave Kansas and he was a five-star recruit. So he, he was a player that Houston just normally wouldn't have gotten to begin with at least out of high school. Now, the fact that he was, lived outside of Houston factored into when he decided to transfer, uh, but he admitted his first year, he felt more like a freshman again, because he was still trying to adjust to things and get used to it. But he's come in and just, it's been an incredible year. This has sort of been the catapult to, to him leaving after this year. You know, he'll, he'll enter the NBA draft as many expect. But it, as much as it, it is what he does on the floor, and I don't think they need him to necessarily be as much of a leader as, as Giroux, but, but he's just one of the – he's the dependable guy. He's the guy that you look at and sort of can turn on the switch when he needs to. You know, we've seen him score 16 in a row – 18 in a row. I mean, he takes over games. He has that ability to carry the team when uh, they've had these lulls this year where other players haven't scored. And it's, it's amazing. You know, there was a, about a two minute stretch with Memphis where Boogie Ellis, the, the star guard from Memphis is hitting a three 
and then there's Quentin Grime Mastery with the three. And I know you, you're probably too young to remember this, but you know, there used to be a McDonald's commercial where Larry Bird and Michael Jordan would. I know bank, all about it. Yeah, they would bank shots off of the, the wall and, and like a horse game and, and who could get the hamburger. And, and that's what they were doing out on the court. They were just matching shot after shot. Uh, trying to see uh, who could one up each other, and, that, and that's sort of Quincy Grimes, and and it, that factors into what Kelvin Sampson has worked with him and done, has made him a complete player. You know, we talk about the offense, but he's become a better rebounder, a better defender, and and he really is is the the keys that that, that start this this Houston engine. Last one for you, Joseph. Who you got on Saturday? You know, <laughs> I I've been with this program covering them for, for many years and you see them get so incredibly close and just just deal with one heartbreak after another. The Rutgers game to me seemed like it turned a corner finally for them where they something good finally went in their direction. Uh, with that said, Syracuse creates so many problems for teams. You, you know, you not only have to worry about Buddy Beheim Bay, getting, getting hot, keeping things going, then, then you have to just how, how quickly can you prepare for, for the 2-3 zone that seems to give everybody problems? But Kelvin Sampson is so good at adjustments, and he makes them at halftime. So I'm wondering what he can do with two or three or four days of preparation. So I think this is the year that Houston gets over that hump. And I think it's going to be low scoring. You know, you put Houston's defense out there as well. You know, I could see this. It, this will not be any means a blowout, but I, I think Houston wins by by at least two possessions, probably a five point game or so. But they seem to be on the you know destiny track this year to to finally fulfill some of the things that they just haven't done in the last four decades. Joseph Duarte of the Houston Chronicle, thanks so much for joining me today. No, thanks for having me. Syracuse takes on Houston at nine fifty five Eastern. On Saturday at Hinkle Fieldhouse, Gil Gross and I will have more coverage throughout the week. It's Fizz in Indy.